What is happening, everybody? We're back again, another episode, The Off-Track Experience. Now, on this episode, it's kind of a bit of a weird one. It's like a toad-in slash podcast. Me, Eddie Masters, and Charlie Murray all sit down. Now, the focus was here with Charlie, but Eddie came in just because he was there, and we thought we're a pretty good combo together, so we thought we'd all sit down and have a little chat, but main focus on this episode is Charlie Murray now. Charlie Murray is an up-and-coming, well, he's not even up-and-coming, he's already up and he's there, (laughs) but he's a New Zealander that's come over to race the EWS and he's had a bit of a breakthrough year this year with just being more consistent and we just chatted just before the race in Chattel but he ended up getting sixth there and then that put him fifth in the overall so this has been kind of like a breakout year for Charlie and he's really just kind of found his feet and been more consistent the whole year and someone that hasn't actually been in it that long he's kind of really put his focus in since 2020 and since then he's kind of come in leaps and bounds and he's definitely one to watch out for and you can see he's got that hunger and spark in him at the moment which is uh it's good to see when you see that in athletes and friends that they start to really push themselves and and kind of find their place in the sport so we have a really good chat we go into racing his training being in a relationship and being away who he sees being at the top how he's going to improve next year and everything else in between that and obviously me and eddie just kind of come in every now and again and and talk absolute smack which we've been getting pretty good at but before we jump into the podcast guys quick word from the sponsors if a comprehensive solution is what you need in your supplement routine athletic greens is giving one year free supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs just hit the link in the description and you'll be able to get yourself on that but give it a try guys it's got 75 high quality ingredients that are really good for energy levels and just super good for gut health so if you guys are thinking about it go give it a try get some free stuff and see if you like it but hope you guys enjoy the podcast with charlie murray Charlie's an OG vlogger. You're the OG vlogger. I've been vlogging before Eddie. <laughs> yeah, way before. Before Jack but or just before Eddie? No, nah, nah. only recently. Because like, I only started doing it last season kind of half-assed and this season properly. But Well, not properly, like it's still low, low quality. Okay. Did you reckon there's like a stigma, it was a stigma to vlogging? Yeah. Because like, definitely like, if you're, if you're a vlogger, like you're a bit of a loser. Yeah, yeah. And then it became like, everyone started doing it, so then it was like, yeah, that's just the norm. I was like keen to do it, but it was definitely was a stigma, but... Uh, I was keen to do it and it was easy uh, to start because I was injured, so it was like a good excuse. But you kind of just do the dad cam thing now. Yeah. That's, that's like, you don't really camera to face. No, I don't, like, definitely don't camera to face. Hey guys, it's Eddie. I watched a day in the life. Yeah, I know, and it was so hard to do. Yeah, but once you get, like Bernie said, honestly, once you get over yourself, mm. like it's just, I just don't like the camera in the face. Do you find it weird though, like, if someone saw me filming myself, I would feel really uncomfortable, but then you're putting that footage online. Yeah. And then it's okay. That is random. That's really random when you think about it. It's like when are, you we, are we rolling? Yeah, we're going. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 it's it's sad. I was wondering if we were rolling. Yeah, but I don't like, you know when it's like, <clears throat> like a go kind of thing? I feel like it makes people feel like... No, it's good just to cool. ease into it. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's so weird. Like I would also feel awkward if I was walking around like this and then some people were over there looking at me. Yeah. You'd be like, oh. But instead you've got a thousand people looking at you, yeah. but they're not there. Mm. Well, a thousand's a good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Does even people take photo of like food at like a restaurant and you see them trying to get like the perfect shot of the food and you'd be like, yeah. what is this guy doing? But then if they post that on Instagram, you see it and you're like, oh, that looks really nice. Mm. I like it. Food like a it's so random. But then if you see someone doing it, you, you see people filming people film their food. 
<laughs> or like filming their, a boyfriend film their girlfriend so yeah. the whole inception thing and they're like making fun of it but the same person to make fun of it will probably also like the photo of the yeah. guy's <laughs> girlfriend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that guy's got his phone out as well. He's not living in the moment because he's filming the person who's on their phone. Exactly, yeah. You know, everyone's like, oh, look at all these people on their phone. They, like, film it. Yeah. But they're, but they're on their phone. on the phone as well. <laughs> the internet is a weird place. It is a weird, scary place. Yeah. And we're going to be more a part of it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're here with Chaz Mars on, I don't know, what is this? This is, like, the most casual towed in episode we've probably done with normal races but we've managed to find it just, well it is a race I guess hmm. okay yeah we, yeah we've just upped the production value and the set location thanks for hiring the set for me Eddie really no appreciate worries. it no worries anytime <laughs> <laughs> but we're here at the last enduro of the season and Eddie you're out with an injury you've uh, you've broken yourself unfortunately unfortunately it's been one of those seasons but they happen mm. but Chesmas you're not <coughs> broken you're still nah. still fighting hard so this is making a charge. Top say, five in the overall. Yeah, I'm sitting fifth by about five points. Mm. So we're gonna hold on, hold on to that and hopefully go up. I was gonna say, is it hard to jump or is it a big jump? Is or? it easy to fall? Hard to jump? Oh. How far can you jump? <laughs> yeah. This is all stuff like, I don't try and think oh, about. I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> we're gonna break it down now. <laughs> I just like, oh, no, I just want to think about the race and that's it. But now we'll go into the details because I have looked at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd be crazy if you haven't. So Richie's in first, and then Rideau and then Jesse, and then Reese, and then me. And Yun is like five points behind me. So yeah, it'd be easy for Yun to jump me if he has a good race. Or five Seventh, race. eighth. Wax uh, is in ninth. Yeah, and Moyer's, won a race. Moyer's in tenth. Yeah. If Moyer wins and I don't finish, he can beat me too. Yeah. Oof. So he can go up from tenth to fifth. I guess. He knows yeah. these tracks here. He's um, the super Morzine track. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's going to be <laughs> one for headache. He's been a lot of time up here. Yeah. 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 He's in those mountains. And those really long good. legs, they're so good for slippery routes. Yeah, well, he sold his soul for anti-slip back mm. in 2017. <laughs> it's been paying off ever since. Um, anti-slip. He just doesn't slip on routes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, no, he went to Morzine for three years in a row and it just rained every it's single day. Yeah. But it paid off for BMI Coulange as well. Yeah, he yeah. sold his soul as well. It's been a few of them. I just yeah. don't want to sell my soul for it, so I just slip on roots. It's just how it is. I don't want to live in Scotland or Warsaw in the rain for any longer. But so you're like, you're close. You're close to, you can jump forward as well if you have a good race. Just yeah. say you win. Could you yeah, jump so, a third? Yeah, so I can catch everyone apart from Richie. Yeah. So if, if everyone else crashes, doesn't finish, and I win, yeah. I get to second. True. But obviously that's, you know, near impossible, but, you know, nothing's out of the question. True. Um, but I think if I have a decent one and the guy in front of me doesn't, I could jump him. Mm. But it'd be hard to jump more than one place. Yeah. Even if you have a mint race. Unless like, but anything can happen. Like someone could, people, yeah. a few people could crash out and then suddenly you're in the money. It's not over till yeah. it's over, hey. Yeah. But it's kind of good. There's like no pressure. Like I've already been happy with my season. So I'm like, I'm not trying to prove anything. I'm just to like, want to do my best in this race. Mm. And you know, it's either like, you know, go hard. Has anything changed this year, the previous years? Is it like in like terms of like coming like prep in, and stuff well everything or do, or is it kind of you've just kind of done the same thing and it's just like paid off or did you, did you find like you changed something this year um just taking a bit more seriously i think yeah uh, in well yeah i don't really drink don't drink casual beers anymore i'm on holiday i just yeah so oh no oh no oh! not again Oh, I hate that. <laughs> Why That's does this so bad always happen, Eddie? Why do we hang out with people that do yeah. this? Oh, I hate it. It's immature. Who sold these? Pardon? 
These are from Ludenburg. Oh, no, the guy was selling them. It was stiff. To be, to be honest though, this probably adds a bit of atmosphere now. It does. We've it got does. a bit of smoke yeah. and it's like... It's quite mystic. We yeah. smoke this fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, just figuring things out, eh? Like, especially why I haven't been doing it that long. And most of the stuff I've learned is from Eddie and the Pivot crew. Yeah, which started. isn't necessarily the right way. No, it's a way. It is a way. It's a way. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of ways to do it. It's like I learned heaps from these guys and that helped me get to like professional level. Yeah. And then over the last few years, I've just been like doing trial and error and trying different things and doing more like training and have a coach this year, um, which has been really helpful. That's a big one that I think a lot of athletes, like they think they can do it themselves because they've got to here yeah. by themselves. And like, well, I got to here. I can get to there and just like work harder, but you're not as accountable yeah. without someone like looking at your flaws or looking at where you need to improve. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like I don't think it necessarily makes me fitter. Like, I don't think I'm fitter than I've ever been because I have coach. Mm. Um, I'm probably the same amount of fitness, but just like almost having that confidence and like someone who's backing you. Mm. And like also the mental side of it, like someone you can ring up and say, oh, today was so tough, like really bad, like I don't know what I'm gonna do tomorrow. And they're like, oh no, you'll be all good. Just like, you know, you've got the skills, just believe in yourself. Mm. Just someone to say that one thing can make a huge difference. Mm. It's almost like a therapist yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah. it's just you, someone to talk to. Yeah. And someone who's also got some investment in you. And, and it's consistent. Some, yeah. Like, um, you get to follow a routine. Um, yeah, like having that person to talk to. Yeah. All well, that stuff. Well, how many times if you feel like you know you had to go up and go for like a road ride in the morning, it's like pissing rain or it sucks yeah. and you could just be like, I'm just going to stay in bed. Yeah, yeah. But then if you've got your coach, he's like, did you go for a road ride this morning? And you know he's going to ask you. Mm. You're kind of like, fuck, I better get on that road ride. <laughs> like it's yeah. just that little bit of extra like... I think it depends on your character too. Like I've never had a problem with motivation for training. True. Um, so it's not so much from that point of view. Like something that's really helpful to have that. But my coach won't even like check in. He'll just like look at the numbers at the end of that week and then plan the next week. Yeah. And because I never like really miss like, any like road numbers, heart rate, all of that. Yeah, like just mostly yeah, like watts, heart rate, and then we sometimes do like time trial things. Mm. Like, we had a, a sick one in Chamonix, which has been like the coolest session I've done since working with the coach. But or well, really hard. But we did like a five-minute effort, so we did like a five-hour ride. And at the start of the ride, you do this one hill and you have a start line. There's like a line on the road and you just go five minutes as hard as you can from that line and see where you get to. Mm. And then you do five hour ride, come back and do the same hill at the end of your ride and see if you can get the same or further mm. than what you did. And I did that every week for like a month. And by the end of the month, I was going like probably, probably like 200 meters, 200 mm. or 300 meters further up the road. Really? Like around the next corner, like really far. And it's quite a lot too. Yeah. Like, and especially and after the ride, after five hours, if, so every single session from when I started, I got better, and like including like after the ride. So I'd do it at the start, and I'd probably every time it usually hurt more the second time, but I could get like often five Way or ten further. meters further. Yeah. And then like if I rest for a week and come back and do it, then I'm like even more improved. Hmm. So cool to see. Just having that like visual progression yeah knowing yeah. yeah yeah seeing it do you ever find you get nervous for the effort you have yeah. to put in yeah i think that's one of the biggest things is like whether it's going and doing a test session like that or um a super physical stage yeah uh i get really nervous and fidgety because it's like you're going into this dark place that you don't want to go no mm. yeah <laughs> 
And I wish I could get comfortable. I, I think it's just you, time and practice. I don't think you can though, because like no matter how fit you are, you just that place will like you'll go further, but that place is yeah. The but same. I follow. You're right. You're I, right. You don't get doesn't get easier. No, you just go faster. I yeah, follow yeah. the um like when you're hurting. Like, but you follow like the road cycling. Yeah. You know, every day they're going to that place, <laughs> and then more so on the time trials. Yeah. But there's certain guys who are time trialists and certain guys who are just trying to get through the time trial. But like, mm. do they ever get comfortable? Just is it just another day in the saddle, or is every day that nervous feeling of I think you or is it just like turning up to work I think your, I think your mind gets better at dealing with mm. that place because I, I think the place yeah. is still like it's not easy it's just like you get better at like understanding that you're in that mm. place because I used to be su get super nervous like the night before a race mm. uh, and I'd find it like hard to get to sleep at the normal time because your like brain would be running and, yeah, you, yeah. and then you'll start, you start thinking oh like you know, running over scenarios in your head and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't do that at all anymore. Like, I can just go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I still have the brain wearing thing, but I have that like on normal days too. Yeah. Some days I just like, if I'm thinking about heaps of stuff, my brain is just active mm. late anyway. But I'd definitely, I like, much enjoy, more enjoy it now. <laughs> just like obviously, in the moment, super nervous and stuff. Yeah. But it's not 24 hours before. Yeah. Do you ever have you say like different um, circumstances? Do you ever go over a, a, like a run in your brain and you'll crash in your mind uh, on, a, on a stage or something like that? Have you ever had that before? Like you come into a section like where a route you're thinking about and you'll hit the route in your mind <laughs> and you'll crash. No, I can't what you mean, but not really. You've never done that because you do ever have stages in your head like like lines and where you're gonna go. No, like, I've pretty you much. Don't, you don't like, visualize it at all. I just try and forget everything. I just write it once. <laughs> what do you mean? No, seriously, like, and then you just try. I've tried about both. It. I've tried remembering everything, and then I've tried like just forgetting everything, and it's still in there. Like yeah, you yeah, still yeah. know it. It's subconsciously. But you, but you can't be. Th for me, I can't be thinking about it because then I'm just like waiting for everything to come. Yeah. If but I'm not thinking running, about it, are you watching GoPro and stuff? I'm pretty much never watching GoPro. You aren't. No. Yeah. I film them all and put them up, and as long as I see bits of them, mm. or if there's something that confused me, I might look at it. Yeah. But then even it, but if I do look at it, I look at it straight after practice. And then I forget about it that night. Yeah. Like I don't mm. look at it again the next day. Like I look at it once and I just forget it. Because like, it's just how I write. Cause that would be the common strategy. Like a lot of people would just be up all See, I night. prefer it when I can almost visualize the whole stage and I just tick it off in the thing. Uh, I, feel the most, I feel the most prepared when I know. Yeah, know uh, where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, that's, that. that's definitely a good one. Hey? Yeah, but like, uh, it's not like Charlie wouldn't know where he's going because mm. you do remember it. But I like to like run through the stage in certain sections. Yeah. Like, like no, no sections. Yeah. So I'm, I can tick it off. Yeah, you do that you road, go you go do that section of woods, there's like a little yeah. tight corner here. Mm. That's the thing, like if we sat down and talked about it, like which we used to a bit when I was on with your team, like we would sit down and talk about, we could mm. talk about pretty much the whole stage and remember everything. And I still could do that but I try not to go into that sort of thinking yeah. about every corner because then when I'm racing, I'm just overthinking. Yeah. And I don't even want to think. Like You're, the yeah. best race stage that I ever have is when I just get to the top and then I just kind of like wake up and I'm at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, you're so focused, you're just like looking at the rocks and the corners. Yeah, you're reactive, not preactive. Yeah. Pre proactive, right? Yeah, like you're not 
you're not thinking ahead or you're thinking, not thinking about what you're thinking about. Right you're not thinking about you. what's for dinner. You're just literally yeah, not what's in, thinking. What's in front of me? Yeah, you know, right you in front of me is a rock. Go over that. Go over the, yeah, yeah, like yeah. And you almost like don't even realize you've done the stage. Or you don't even hear anything. Yeah, you just get to the bottom. You're like, whoa. Yeah, and that's all true. You do time <laughs> So that's like, actually, that's a cool feeling. It, it, it's like, a crazy feeling. It doesn't happen. It doesn't always happen. Yeah, no, it funny. doesn't happen very often, I don't reckon. The feeling you chase uh, is, is a feeling you don't even like remember. Mm. Mm. That's the weird part. It's like you, everyone's chasing to just shut off completely. And you can go into it for a minute and then you might hear a, yeah. your mechanic or a spectator whose voice you recognize and it mm. snaps you out of yeah. it and you're like, oh, God, was... <laughs> I was <laughs> in it. <laughs> You've just ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah. When we were at um, MSA for Worlds in 19, I did like the top minute of the track and was in that yeah. thing. And then there's like all these corners and it kind of has a long straight at the top. And I just remember going on that straight and I was like, holy shit. And then because I went, holy shit, it just took me completely mm. out of it. Yeah. And then the next bit I was like, oh, I'm thinking again. Yeah. Because yeah. the top was like, Autopilot. Autopilot, yeah. But I reckon autopilot's the best. Like when I'm, yeah, like you said, yeah, reactive. Yeah, that's the flow state. Yeah. That's yeah. essentially is the definition of it. Yeah. Everyone has their own ways of putting it into words, yeah. but it's uh, teleportation from the start line <laughs> to the finish. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Wait, I like autopilot, <laughs> teleportation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else can you do? Magic carpet of some sort. Yeah, it is. You just yeah. uh, jump on and then all of a sudden you arrive at the finish line. That's cool. Yeah. I think, like, yeah, that, it's not like you know you're riding well when you're not thinking okay i'm gonna like weight this foot or dip this elbow mm. to turn my bike like you're just thinking corner we don't even think corner you just see the corner yeah, and you you you've done it mm. it's incredible it's like when like you don't think about how to walk down the footpath no if i was to tell you get up and walk down these stairs you know you wouldn't just do it yeah. plan how to do it you just do it and when you're riding your bike like that then you know that's always when i feel like oh, okay sweet i'm like i've done enough bike time i'm dialed in when I have that feeling on the bike, you don't even realize you're riding a bike. You just are like, oh, I want to go here. And you just go there. Mm. Well, how do you feel then about the people at the top of the track that are like, really like zoning in with like the flowing? No one, oh, people don't really do it in enduro. You do it a slab lot and, slab and stuff will always like watch all the stages and kind of. Yeah. Now, have you seen they people their, like, but they the don't phone. do the closed eye things. I haven't no. seen. Yeah, I don't, I don't get, I don't, I don't know. I feel like you don't need to surf with your hands. No, I, uh, I don't know. This is my opinion. That's what you said. I'd say I do visualization in downhill. I think most people would. Mm. You just run through the run. Can yeah. you see the whole track in your head perfectly? Yeah, that's. I was about. To like say, I was about to say I do like the visualization when you're warming up, and it's like eyes open. It's not mm. like doing this. Yeah. But um, you're just. Is it like a GoPro run? It's yeah. Pretty do, much. Do you, in find your it, head. do you find it crazy though? Because if you just say you were watching a GoPro of like Leger now, I could talk through exactly like left-hander, right-hander, small drop, jump, little hump, you got a pump there, go slow. Like I could talk you yeah, through yeah, yeah. watching that. Yeah. I could see exactly what's there and like describe everything. Oh, man, um, and I can see it, but then I can't remember simple things <laughs> that like you should, like names yeah. and stuff are just like, a yeah, yeah. But it's like what's can, my UK phone number? <sighs> like I could, I could run through Fort William in my head exactly top to bottom. Yeah. Every rock route, whatever, and I can see it, but I can't remember Bill or Bob's yeah. name that I met yesterday. Like mm. it just, but why do you reckon that is that like that visual part of our brains is so like enhanced and wow that's probably why you're good at downhill yeah I don't <laughs> know but with that podcast that Gypsy did with Sam Hill Sam Hill was saying that he can do he could visualise it almost to the time yeah the gets, race time yeah really so he's doing the ghost so run he, in his head in the right speed and if you timed it he says done yeah. and it's just race speed <laughs> yeah 
Well, I think you could. Which is pretty wild. Because I think your brain would process it as you're, it's coming at you. So you'd kind of get an idea of mm. how long that section of track would be. Because in your head, I don't know, you just. Yeah. You'd be able to judge it. And when you're uh, visualizing it, it's you writing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's not yeah. someone else writing. Which is why I find it kind of. Uh, it would be. I, I would find it harder to watch someone else's downhill GoPro, but it's fine for me to watch like yours. After the frame rate's too slow. <laughs> Apart from the frame rate, frame rate <laughs> it was on twenty-four. It was just too a bit too glitchy for my yeah. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of um, Sam Hill, who was a guy you looked up to when you started racing, and did you ever pretend to be that person when you were riding? Sammy Carlson. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the old New Zealand downhill guy? The um, Nathan Rankin. No, nah, not Nathan Rankin. There's another guy. Um, Shanine Sh- No. He's like yeah, real options. Awesome. He was like sponsored by some Maxis team. Oh, John Cacoldi. Yeah. yeah. John Cacoldi was someone that we looked up to. We went and stayed with him when my brother and I were probably eight and ten. Really? Yeah, he took us down to the pump track or motor track or something. I can't remember. Mm. Um, He's a he Because when the Norbers were big, he won the Norber series. He was the man. He was the man. Mm. Yeah. He, I'm, he used to come to races and I'd just be like... <laughs> <laughs> there's the people like to you guys down there like. oh my god I was like and I bought a I remember buying a um truly peak off him and it had his like sponsor stickers oh, on it and I put sick. it on my like it wasn't a truly helmet I like got <laughs> dad to drill it out and had it on my helmet and I was just like zip tied it on there it was so that sick. is a sack but what, that's so interesting like once you get to know everyone and like you're in the scene like we are um, it becomes normal mm. you know I don't think like you know Eddie's this hero like we're just all mates mm. but then you remember you, you gotta remember that for people who aren't in the scene or kids like we are idols and it's kind of cool because well, I've, 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 I've idolised a lot of them yeah <laughs> it's like the, it's like the <laughs> vlogging thing like, I can't really watch people's like vlogs because I see them all the time and yeah. like I know them and like yeah, you yeah. know that life but to someone from the outside that never sees any yeah, of like that yeah like Moy or something yeah yeah. like it's just like I know especially when I'm hanging out with him all the time like I know what you're doing yeah. like we hang out so mm. much but then to the people that are like other side of the world I can see why they'd want to and they can idolise people in a different way now because they know them better true like you didn't know your idols properly that was like more mysterious like you'd seen them in a magazine or maybe like in a movie but you wouldn't see them every day of their life at a race yeah I wonder how it changes it though like is it good to have them more mysterious or worse I think it's like gets what do I say never meet your heroes yeah (laughs) (laughs) meet them every day I I think it's better because I think it kind of you can't hide every day Mm -hmm. on a vlog yeah like you either like the person or you don't and that could be a good or a bad thing but you kind of it cuts out the shit where if you see a photo of someone on a magazine or a movie part, you don't really know them. Mm. You like appreciate their writing, but you might not actually, they might not be your person or like mm. a good person. Yeah. And I think like Bernard was saying that, yeah, everyone thinks they know him. Yeah. Because they've wa- watched so much of his life. Mm. They think they're friends. Mm. So they like come up to you and we'll start talking to you about all the stuff that you've been up to. Mm. But you don't know anything about them. Mm. So it's like quite one side. It's, like it's like a one-way kind of glass kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, it is. And that, I was talking to my mechanic, Gary, because people came up to him in Leger and knew who he was. And they're like, hey, Gary. And started chatting with him. And he was like, hey, like, wasn't used to it. And I was like, dude, you're going to go to America. Like, people will know who you are. Yeah. And they will come up to you and chat to you. Yeah. Like, America, like, they are not scared. To, and it's cool because they're, like, mm. super, it is cool. they're super friendly. But they're, like, Europeans are a bit more, obviously, language barrier. 
they seem a bit more reserved. Yeah. You go to America and they will come and they chat with you, give it. you moonshine, give you what, like, they are, they are super fans. I would love to have a shotgun with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're going. Oh, oh yeah. 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 yeah you, this you, this makes you want to come. Dude, oh, yeah. Moya's coming. Race. Oh, you got to walk the track in practice, but in on race yeah, day. Yeah, me and, um, me and Kurt did it last, uh, 2019 when I was there. On race walked, day? Oh, yeah. We walked down starting at the first man it is experience yeah it is an experience oh, really? yeah it was that would be good. oh man you just get a team burbs well actually not a team burb but you, <laughs> Cut you that. can go near the b zone <laughs> and so you're not yeah so you can still get down it does get pretty hectic yeah and um yeah it's good time. i oh. so if anyone watching this is going to uh snowshoe give us a shout if you see us yeah on the side of the track. Yeah. yeah. I've never and I would love to share a shotgun with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're going to make it to the bottom. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Man. I put up like the, that retirement video and so many comments were from people from America saying, I met Dean on the side of the track in Snowshoe in 2021 or whatever. Mm. We had good yarns and stuff. And there was like heaps of those comments because you meet so many different people on the way down. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's so nice. It's sick. Everyone in really the States is so friendly. Eh? So everyone's friendly. up for a yarn. Mm. Mm. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And very time aware. Like they'll come and chat to you and be like, all right, thank you. And then go to the next person or go to where Enough's enough. Yeah. It doesn't just drag on, yeah. Yeah, because you know sometimes someone will chat to you and it'll get to that point where you're like, Okay, and they're also in your pits or at your pits. So yeah. like, well, I'm not leaving. This has gotten to a point that it's not good anymore. It's just reading the room, really, isn't it? No, it is. Mm. Yeah, so, oh, the states will be sick. No, it'll be good. Are you? You're not going to? This is it. You're going home after? Yeah, this? home Tuesday. Yeah, which is good. I've been out here since May. Um, last year we went home for a bit, but this year I just stayed out the whole time. True. Um, yeah, Harriet came out, so there's no point going home if she was here. Mm. And then after she left, I didn't really want to go home to winter and, um, you know, you can't really train properly. Mm. So I just parked up in Chamonix for a month and did, did those five minute efforts. <laughs> just experience uphill. Here we are. How have you felt, found it like being obviously from New Zealand and trying to maintain like relationships while being away? Because that's like a, a, a strain that Australians, New Zealanders, heaps of people don't deal, like Europeans and Americans, everyone don't seem to deal with because we're away for four or five months at a time. How has that been to like kind of manage and deal with? Um, it, yeah, it's definitely hard. Like you just want to, and it's fun. You like get better at it. You practice it. Mm. And now we're at a good point where we can do like two months and it's sweet. Like we do our own schedules. We just keep busy with, you know, she's got work, I've got racing, things like that. But then after like two, three months, you kind of really, it's a point. It gets hey? hard. Yeah. But like to start with, it was like a few weeks and we'd be missing, missing each other so much, but you just, just practice. Mm. Um, a month is always like a good amount yeah. of time because it's like the first couple of weeks you're like so busy and you're so invested mm. in what you're doing. And then the last two, it's a little kind of treat like, for them. Yeah, well, it's like you both <laughs> get this, from us. Well, you get the space, which I think is really good, and it does make you appreciate the person yeah. when you do have that disconnect. But then, yeah, you can say two, three months, you're like, okay, this is this is too much now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think when I get home, it will be a bit of a shock when I just start spreading <laughs> clothes and things all around the room. She kind of forgets the, the bad parts, like all my mess, mm. but yeah. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, it is hard, but Do you part, think part it's it. been better staying in Europe? For racing? Yeah. Um, yeah, probably. It's hard to know, like, yeah. you know, results of results that- Well, I just like going, going home out. to winter and stuff. I, obviously it gives you a break, you get to ski and stuff, something yeah. you really enjoy, you really enjoy. But- um, Yeah, but it's quite distracting as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think, then it's, I think it's really beneficial to take some time off if you've got a big enough break to do it. Yeah. But you did that. Yeah. Well, yeah, we had like almost a month off here after the race and then I did probably six weeks of hard training. Mm. But just that training block in Chamonix was pretty much the best training block I've ever done. Like six weeks, Boot no camp. distractions, just yeah. And you actually need quite a bit of time. Like I used to think, oh yeah, two weeks, I'm sweet. Mm. But actually, if you want to really make a difference, you need like more than a month. I think two months from the race day is to, like when you need to ramp it up. For me, mm. everyone's different. But so I think it, yeah, for my riding it was good, um, and I like enjoyed living in a new place, like just having a base. Because mm. usually like we're always traveling each week, but to actually settle down and have an apartment that's you can put your stuff away, hang out your clothes. Well, I know you do that anyway. Um, but yeah, I started doing that as well. That's a game changer. <laughs> Like yeah, I'll, I'll get out of the suitcase and then I'm like, I'm, ha I'm making my room. Like, yeah, it's mean. I just you do it straight away. I don't have a um, wardrobe wardrobe this week and it's, it's, hitting. I've, it's hard. I've, I've let things go a little bit. <laughs> yeah, in the chalet's hard, man. It's a hard life. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, with being away, because um, you'd normally just go home most most winters and kind of try and train back at home and not stay yeah. over here and do the whole European Yeah, yeah, stuff. go home for like a month or two. Yeah. yeah. So you just thought, I want something different, I want to... Yeah. I well, like, yeah. Just, just to see kind of thing or were you just, there was a reason last season like you just got, because I know I'd normally go home and then I started staying over just because of the jet lag and yeah. the, going into winter and whatnot but like you say, then you're here and when you get, like we would stay in Morzine yeah. and it was almost funny because you'd be in Morzine and like you're training because it's right there yeah. but I'd almost hate bikes by the end of it yeah, yeah. like I'd get so much better at riding because I'd ride every day but you're just doing it so much so, yeah. yeah it's almost like you have to hate it to get better at it in a way like you have to do it that much that you like I don't want to look at a bike but also I'm riding so much better now mm. yeah I think like to start with last year we went home before Canada so I maybe home for like a month or something I just skied so much and it rained pretty much in town every day so I could hardly ride like I rode my e-bike a few times and then went to the states for the Whistler race and I was just struggling mm. like, I just felt way underprepared mm. um, it's weird because you might not actually be underprepared but as soon as you've got that hint of doubt yeah uh, everything gets harder everything gets way harder and also <laughs> yeah. you're like uh, should have done this should have done that should have woulda coulda you've left all these options yeah. open that otherwise would have been closed if you'd been like training riding training riding mm. that's what's so nice that so that's the main reason this year i'm like okay last year that didn't really work like i was battling for a few races after that time at home just because it was such bad weather at home mm. um, i'm like all right this year we'll do it differently and then i still had a month off with hat like didn't even touch a bike for like a month or something but then luckily we had enough time to train the only so there's like no regrets now i'm like i've prepared as much as i can mm. The only thing, like maybe starting a few weeks earlier with the training, mm. but even then, like I think we've done pretty much all we could. Mm. And you need a break at some point, like you said. Yeah, to rest. I was just start hating it. And even now, I'm not even over. Like usually at the end of the season, it depends on the season. Yeah. Some seasons you're just completely over it. Mm. But now I could do another couple of races and be happy. The only thing is just missing home. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's funny you say that, like, the things you don't do create those voices in your head. Mm. And I think that's what, you know, when you're talking about like the flow state, that's just cancelling out all those voices. Yeah. So it's like every time you do a training session, every time you do a thing you know you should do, that's like shutting a voice off. Yeah. And then once you do all those things, you get to the race and your head's just quiet. 
because you're like, well, I've done everything. So I've shot, I have no voices besides just my silence. And then that's when you get in those states. So I know that feeling when it's like, oh, I should go for this ride. And you don't do it. Yeah. Oh, I should eat that. And then you don't do it. And then it's like all these things start piling up. And then you get to a race and you go like, you should have done that. You should have done this. You should have done that. Mm. And then that becomes like this massive, like you just can't ride to your best ability with those noises going on. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. It's really interesting. I think I've found before, like getting to the flow state, if something happens that's a big curveball, say before the race, like, I don't know, something unexpected happens or you forget your race plate or, um, you know, get a flat tire or whatever, sometimes because you, that's just that one thing you're focusing on, you naturally shut out those other voices and then you start mm. getting into the flow nice. state. Like sometimes a little bit of a curveball at the start of the race actually makes you race mm. better. Mm. Or just weather. You know, when you, you the rain starts and you've, Kind of let go in a way. Yeah, you just. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Yeah. You kind of gift your life to the downhill gods. You have a laugh. <laughs> if I get down, I'm going to do really well. If I don't, I crash like probably half the field. Yeah. Well, that was like an Andorra when it was just going to start pissing down. I was like, let's just go. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, let's see what happens. Like, at this point, <laughs> we're, we're at the top of the hill and they're like, Holding. holding the start gate and it's like bending because the wind and these guys are holding it so it's still upright at least for the um tv and me and dana just like <laughs> what are we yeah it's like, just like and the whole tent was about to blow away oh this dude was, i was everyone's like <laughs> i was waiting for them just to be like the race is off yeah like, yeah if the start line blows away <laughs> how do you run and the, the warm up, if that warm-up tent which was oh you know probably a 10 by 10 footprint gazebo like marquee yeah if that went that would have just some that would have damaged but it wouldn't take would, much eh no it was it was it was it was windy man mm. and that's the whole thing they're like oh we can't run the race because of the wind because they can't get a helicopter up there was no way a helicopter was going to be flying in that weather no. yeah when you have five people holding down like a blow up start line you're just like okay this is this is kind of a joke but then you kind of go into it and you're like well like you, we're I, up here let's I, go I wasn't nervous about the race because of how bad the weather was it just yeah. seemed like irrelevant it's almost out of your hands yeah just like survival at that point yeah. yeah yeah. but I think also it's like just letting go is really nice in that way though of like yeah. not caring as well because hmm. even like at the first races before I knew that I was going to retire I was in my own head so much about do I want to be here do I yeah, want to keep yeah. racing and I just hated those first three races I was like I'm not here I'm not present I'm not yeah, yeah. And then as soon as I was like, nah, I don't want to do it anymore, I started enjoying racing it's again, easier. which was weird because I was like, I don't care anymore. It doesn't yeah. matter. I don't have to worry about like the next sponsor or yeah, impressing yeah. people or whatever. But it's like, how do you have that mindset of like letting What's go, on? but also you want to continue? When did, yeah. you, when did you start feeling like uh, you were starting to drift away from like 100% focus on racing? 2020. 2020. Yeah. yeah. After COVID. And has it come back at all, like in waves or pieces, but never to the, like in 2019, I remember how bad I wanted it and I've never got back to that. It was like 2019 had the best year I've ever had, felt like I was the man of building, whatever. Then COVID happened, forced retirement, got real down about it and then started finding all these other things that I enjoyed. And then riding just never had the same taste or flavor to it as it had. And then I was like, came back and I was like, you know when it's like you know how much you've wanted it in the past yeah and you still want it you still want to do it but it's not to that level and it's like that could only mean like a few seconds but a few seconds at the pointy ends yeah heaps so it was that was mm. just something and then i started to question it and question it 
And then the start of this year, I was like umming and ahhing. And then like I crashed at Leo Gang, literally because I was in my head in the start of my run thinking about, do I want to keep doing this? Yeah. Like that's <laughs> what I'm dropping yeah. into a run thinking about that. Mm. And I was like, this, that's is just, so hard. this is just dangerous now. Yeah. And then when I had the, I had a big crash in qualifying. It was just, it just rained just before yeah, yeah. quali. And I just, I was, I was still like in the mind to like do a good run. And then I said a huge crash just out of nowhere, just hit a slippery rock. Oh. And I just remember being on the side of the hill, like curled up in a ball, just in so much pain. And I was just like, why are you still here? Like, that's just <laughs> all I was thinking. Yeah. And then I like rolled down to the bottom and I remember like, I was riding, I got, got to the bottom and then I started riding from like the finish line, um, to the pits yeah and then i just like started bawling my eyes out in my helmet as i like, rolled in and it wasn't like from the pain or from like the crash or not qualifying it was like i knew in that moment that i was like this is this is done yeah like i just knew then and then since then it was like okay we're not doing this anymore mm. and we're like still want to like continue this year but it was like that's when i kind of knew i was like okay this is this is this is not for me anymore like when it was going kind of well it was like this is still kind of cool and then as soon as something would kind of not go the right way. I'd just be like, nah, I'm like, it's, <laughs> we're normally yeah. to be a good racer or champion or whatever, like that's when you have to show up. And I just didn't feel like I was like, I don't want to show up. I don't like, there's other stuff I'd rather do, so. Well, you have to really like want to risk your life with some mm. of these runs. Yeah. So I, um, I still really enjoy racing solely because you get to go to a level that you otherwise don't go to like put yourself in the deep end yeah or like speed yeah and sometimes it's like risk but i'm not prepared to do that on the during the weekdays no. but i'm i really like <laughs> obviously it's scary and the nerves and stuff and there's like but um you don't get to do that in any other situation no unless and i've i haven't found another hobby that gives you that i guess like you could get it in any, any other form of racing yeah but um they can bring out the best in you which is really cool yeah and it, and just like uh yeah just going flat out yeah um because if i'm riding like during the week i'm thinking about the risks yeah. whereas uh when you race you just drop in mm. and put all that doubt and stuff aside it's quite a cool feeling yeah yeah do you think as well with the feeling and i'm still really i still like go after that so i think that's a like sign that you're still really into it it's cool because like you you know yeah because as soon as you're not into that feeling it would be not very fun yeah <laughs> but you do, yeah you don't think about all the little things you don't think about your power bill or the rent that you've got to pay mm. or you yeah, know shut off. your mortgage whatever like you just it just is right here right now like not survival, but you know what I mean? Mm. Did well, you? and just like uh, using downhill, for example, like if you do a time training run, you might do three minutes. Like to be able to go 15 seconds faster on that than that first time run up to your final run is like the speed increases massive. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And um, when you do that, you're like, oh, I could have gone a little bit faster. Yeah. Um, into that. You can always go faster. Yeah, you can always go faster. Yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes if if you get a teleport run, <laughs> <laughs> like, teleport runs you've done about as good as you can. Yeah. But um, but it's even very rare for one rider to get all the sectors the fastest. Mm. Like the yeah. perfect run. Perfect runs often different. Yeah. Like That's the perfect runs is always like one that they like. Yeah, they're a bit. It's super interesting to know if any of the men's 
have done a perfect run. Have ever done a perfect, have ever done a perfect year, run. Martin Whiteley would know. Because I know Loic's... Because <laughs> he's like the guy. Stats. He's the stat man. Mm. Right. Do you find it crazy? to ask him. Do you find it crazy as well? This has always kind of tripped me out. But you know when you're riding your best and you know that feeling, but that feeling is also not only your best, but in the grand scheme of the entire world, the best. Mm. You get what I mean? Like if you're riding your enduro bike as fast as you can and you get into that flow state, that is not only the fastest you can ride a bike, but arguably the best it could ever be done at this current time. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> that's a trip in my head. Yeah, like when, when you, when you put that, it like that. Yeah. Mm. And you think about how many people in the world ride mountain bikes and you are in the top zero, zero, zero point. There is always a weekend warrior out there who is, <laughs> you know, when you go, could you, do when, it. You turn, no, when you turn up to a spot and there's a, someone that's just rallying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like this guy is risking his life. Yeah. Mm. I seen a guy just on the Vink line yesterday and I was just like pulled up filming some stuff for Scott. And I just pulled up and this guy came around a corner and he like must have seen me. And he's like, eyes lit up and he started sprinting. He just hits his corner so hard and shrouds it. I'm just like, oh my God, man. Just like, he's just like, I'm in the zone now. I've got to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much like, it was funny. I was talking to Jack. He came to Cannonball and people kept crashing. And he's like, man, in front of him. People keep crashing in front of him. Like, yeah, because you're egging him on. Like, they're like, oh, Moi Moi's I'm going to give it all. And he just creates and just blow up. Moi Moi gets some footy. He gets some when he shows jam. up, when he shows up. Um, if I was a grom and seen Jack Moy down there with an eye, Phone. Yeah, I yeah, am, yeah. I am throwing down. Did you see me on one more channel? He's done so well with his channel. Oh, honestly, <laughs> yeah, the Moi Moi, yeah, the personality comes across that is so funny. I just can't get over the names he comes up with with people oh. like on the spot, that's on the fly, yeah. and they stick as well. Yeah. I didn't realize he called Froffer Joshy Froffer. Did he start that? Yeah. He started calling me Donny. That's how Donny mm. got created. Yeah. But I mean, Joshy Froth is a pretty obvious one to go for. He is pretty froth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what his surname is, but nah, Froffer was that name. Yeah, Froffer. Yeah. <laughs> we um because he went to Jack's house and he like got a touch his downhill bike. Yeah, and apparently he was like, oh, oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, where yeah. the original story came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like Joshy Froffer. Yeah. And when got him on the privateer thing, which is cool. Mm. Oh, it's so cool. Hey, yeah. that's what I was saying. Is like he like you got that ride for how you are as a person. And I think so many people in the sport don't understand like how being your authentic self and having a personality like that can elevate you yeah. to like wanting people to be around you or wanting to get support. Definitely, I think there's no reason to And everyone to out there is frothing on frother. Yeah, yeah. Because the froth comes through the computer or the phone yeah. or whatever that's it thing. It spreads, eh? They're like, shit you, that guy's loving it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it makes you feel good. He's not qualifying and he's just loving it. There's he's nothing like, more refreshing like than that. the sickest run ever. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you should be stoked. He like, look where he you put are, down his best, He did, yeah. put down his best run and he's like, yeah, you might not have won the race, but he, he did a mean one for him and he's mm. like, this is sick. But that's so cool. Like, it's a breath of fresh air because mm. everyone gets so serious, they get stuck in their ways and almost debuzz about the whole thing it's oh. like look what we're doing mm. Mm. yeah I remember I, I got down at Andorra and I didn't do that well but I was just I don't know I was pumped I yeah. had a good run it was cool everything about the whole weekend was yeah. cool and then you come back and people didn't get like they still did good but they didn't get what they expected yeah. or what they wanted and then they're so down mm. and it's like that thing comes back to how do you enjoy not living up to where you think you should live up yeah. to but then also still pushing forward to do better because that's the whole, like, athlete mentality. It's like, got to win, got to be better, got to be, like, this, this, this. 
and then yeah, you only and you're kind of only happy when you get that but that's like such a fleeting short-lived feeling yeah but you also have to be realistic you know like pretty much no one sh should be showing up saying i'm gonna win every race this year mm. like you can you can try and you can tell yourself you're gonna try but you have to be realistic and yeah when people are like Sounds like a you're not first. Though. If you're not first, you're last. You're like, well, actually, you can be third, fourth, fifth, <laughs> sixth, seventeenth. Great results. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, like, yeah. But I look at someone like. I'm, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I look at someone like Greg, who's kind of got that mentality, yeah. and that you could say is the mentality you need to be the greatest of all yeah. time. Yeah. But. But you can be a champion without being a champion. <laughs> right, champion. <laughs> <laughs> Frother, he's yeah. a champion. Yeah. He's a champ. Frother is a champion. This is what I mean. Yeah. He's a champion of all champions. But it's so much more important to be yourself and to be that person who's enjoying it, and you know, staying true to what you believe in, mm. rather than the results. Being the champion becomes your identity, and you're like, yeah. okay, like, what am I behind the trophy? Mm. Yeah, if you have all the world titles and you got no friends, you know, no one wants that. Yeah. Like, what a waste of time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You separate yourself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with being competitive, but you don't want to. I think you would be lying if you said, you, like, if either of us said we weren't competitive. Yeah. I'm like super competitive, <laughs> but I'm not competitive with people. I'm competitive with myself. Yeah, like, which is quite go, good about our sport because I, it's on yeah. time trial. And I. But if you were racing cross country and head to head with someone, you'd be competitive, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. I'm like, like I'm, we used I'm to like. Do four cross. I'm like, yeah. If there was three of us in the gate. Yeah. No friends. I'm like, I'm happy to take you guys out. <laughs> like, there's no doubt in my mind. I'm like, I'm going the inside and it doesn't matter. That's how you I know, feel. That's how racing goes. I, but I, I just mean, um, I don't go to the race and be like, I want to beat that person. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't have like, no one's got a tag on their back. Yeah. And if someone beat me, they've beaten me. They haven't, like, you know, I know they were mean. better than me on that. It's, yeah. it's like mm -hmm. the, I've only got myself to blame. It's not like oh that guy's worse. That guy's a shitter rider than me. And he beat me. <laughs> he he still sucks. I'm like nah. Like in that moment, he's better than you. Yeah. So like yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm picking it up. But I would smoke. I would take you, both of you out. No. In four cross. Yeah. No, in no four friends cross. in four cross. <laughs> One time in four cross, I like tried to jump to the inside and landed like on top of Brooke McDonald. It was <laughs> sick. How'd that go down? You a flat tire? He actually stood up like he wanted to fight, but he, then he realised it was me. I was coming from fourth, trying to go to first. I should have just gone for third. Yeah. Oh, I missed the four cross era. That was so yeah. good. But I, yeah, just coming back to what you were saying before about the COVID thing, because that's when I started. Was COVID pretty much? Mm. Like when I first came over with Eddie, mm. it was 2020, and I didn't, you know. So you're gonna be my so new spirit animal in enduro now. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I skipped like the whole, because so many people had a transitional period with COVID, mm. like a forced break or whatever it was, like Sam Hill the same. Mm. You know, kicking off 2019 is like, untouchable. And then 20, he didn't come in 2020, but in 2021, he was struggling to get back to that drive, I guess. I don't mm. know. I think, yeah, um, I think it changed a lot of people's perspective and mindset yeah. in like what they want to do. And it definitely showed me that like everything can change like that. And if you're not doing something that you actually really enjoy yeah. to the fullest. And then everything, you, I don't want to get to a point and be like, oh, I'm, I regret not trying to do different things that I really want to do yeah. because I can't, I don't have the ability now. And I guess COVID showed me that. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm not fully in something, why am I doing it? And it made me like, it just shone a light on that. 
So then since then, I've always like umming and ahhing until now. I'm like, okay. Because how many years were you racing before COVID? I started racing eight, oh, was that eight, eight, eight years. What were you, 2012? Yeah. Same year as me that I started. Was that when you, yeah, when you, when you finished high school? A few years before. I dropped out. I did like, I did, I tried to go to school and race in 20, oh no. Yeah, in 2012, I dropped out because yeah. I was, I couldn't. So that was like year 13. So you're like one year ahead of me. I was still going to school in 2012 and then 2013 was my last year, but I just dropped out of school. Oh, so you're 96? 95. Oh, 95. 95. Yeah. yeah. And then I started working for my dad doing like a, a, a boilermaker's apprenticeship, like welding. Yeah. So I could make money so that I could travel. To race, yeah. Because yeah. going to school and I was just like, both were struggling a bit. So yeah. I, like, I just got to commit to one thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I know, yeah, you probably- So yeah, eight years. Yeah. <laughs> long time, like I did yeah. 11, 11 total. So long, like 10 years mm. of your life into something is pretty- well, well, this is my third year. 17, really, considering, like, racing at home as well before. 17? From yeah. when I first started racing, like, a Victorian series, like, local series to now, 17 yeah. years. That's crazy. Long yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, because this is my third year with Specialized, and I did one year with Eddie. Well, it was COVID. It was kind of like a half year. Yeah. Mm. And so yeah, you were just, like, fresh and, like... Yeah, it's, like, four years, but it seems, like, so long. Mm. I can't imagine... I was talking to Ollie's War about this, and he's, like, on the come up now, but he's, like it's all fresh kind of for him in a way. Like he's mm. just got his proper team and he's like getting results. And I was talking to him about it and I was like, dude, I just feel a little bit burnt out from it. And he's like, oh, I'm like energized and stuff like yeah. that. But it's even just like Andy Cove and stuff. He's done it for so long, but now they've like made it. Mm. And I guess like, I, I didn't like make it straight away, but like I got a podium in 2015, which was like kind of early, I guess, in the career. Yeah. Where, like people have taken like- Sometimes like 10 years. Yeah, Ben Michael Lange and stuff. Like all those guys have taken so long. Yeah. So I guess they're like on the come up now in a way where other people have like kind of peaked and then not not gone backwards, but just kind of slowly. Or and everyone else keeps going up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah tape it off. Flatten the curve. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, flatten the curve, COVID talk. It's so interesting like the differences. <laughs> COVID <laughs> talk. <laughs> <laughs> the differences between downhill and enduro as well, because like, I, don't, I can't even relate to what you're saying about the time training and then getting 15 seconds quicker over the weekend. Mm. Because with me, it's like I can do a couple runs and then my third run, or fourth run is like my max speed. Yeah, everything, mm -hmm. yeah. But it's just, and the same well, thing. It'd be, like, it'd, it'd be like if they timed your, our first practice run. Yeah. And, it, and you did fullies. Yeah. It would be insane how much quicker you go mm. in the race. Yeah. Because even when I look at a GoPro where I can, like, you'll have, you've probably got a few full stages. From yesterday, from yeah. From yesterday. And even on a short stage, to go like 30 seconds faster, yeah. When you do that first run, it still feels fast. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so... But you're just hitting less stuff because you're going quicker. Yeah. But so it's, it seems uh, the same to, speed, but you're just going quicker. But if quicker. I told you how much faster in, a in terms of time it. you would go, you wouldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. Because you're like, wow, that was actually still pretty quick. Mm. Yeah. No, that's a good point. But it's just, yeah, like, it's a, it makes it so much more impressive when you see someone like, I don't know, Bruni, for example, who just is getting faster and faster every run and, and there's no... There's no taper. No. Nah. Mm. But they just hope that they've timed their curve with the final, you know? So yeah, they, where it goes. Yeah. Steep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah, the steepest part is the final run. Yeah. But, oh, it's impressive. Yeah. But then, actually, I've seen it in testing, though, a little bit. Because if TP go up to the forest and do the same track and test different bikes or shocks, pretty much every run for the day gets faster. Mm. And you might, like, the first run will feel almost out of control quick. And then by the end of the day, on your 10th run or something, you might be, yeah, 15 seconds quicker over three minutes. 
and it feels exactly the same. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> cool. Um, but, the thing is, the light's slowly fading away. I'm gonna ask a few more things before we yeah. part ways. But seeing as the season's about to end, do we have any team rumors chat that we can throw into the pot that you know of that's not too well, not to be morbid. Yeah, some bleak, <laughs> some bleak news. Well, yeah, Is yeah. The the people going. It's like who sh- who's shutting ship? Uh, Ibis is shutting ship. GT, GT is shutting ship. GT is shutting ship on both sides. There's a few like um, so it's there's not only team rumors. There's team funerals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's pretty rough. Th- it's, it's a bit of a teams dip pulling out on downhill and enduro. Yeah. I've heard. Um, yeah I was talking to like a few different um, brands and teams and companies and stuff and they just said yeah it's just a hard point at the moment they got so much stock from when COVID yeah. happened and it's just all kind of backlog now and, and no one's buying no one's buying yeah. yeah yeah I don't think the team's pulling out as a necessi- is necessarily showing that the sport is like unhealthy it's just the industry might be think, not selling bikes yeah but I, this is obviously based on nothing but just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but no but I your think, insights are always think, good so. I think mountain biking is in a super healthy place yeah I think mountain biking is on the yeah. up for sure yeah and e-bikes um, have helped that like the amount of parents out on e-bikes yeah and uh, yes there's teams pulling out and stuff but I think oh, I just hope like the riders who are left without a team can like weather the storm yeah because optimism will shine through from my side and hopefully people will come back yeah i mean if you're um, quick you're, you're quick yeah yeah i mean really and no, i just mean like the teams yeah there's a lot of companies oh you mean the yeah. teams will come back into it hopefully yeah. yeah 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 but i mean it's interesting like in covid what mm. was there anyone pulling out no, it's just no, like, like the money was hmm. massive. Like, no, but, remember, but like, not at the start of COVID. There was everyone was thinking there was going to be a big crash. Yeah. yeah, but I think they were just like the time between when they thought there was going to be a crash and then all the money coming it was, was too like, short. It was too short for anyone to actually. Because I got told yeah. that like pay was getting cut and yeah, then heaps of that. And happened. then a few months later, like actually the company's making more money than it ever has in its life. So it's like we're so not gonna, like how can we cut your pay even though you're not technically working, but mm. it's like bike sales are through the roof. Yeah. I think, like, from yeah. the enduro side of things, like, without moaning and stuff, mm. um, things aren't as good as they have been, but the blueprint is there to get it back to what it was. Yeah. And someone will spearhead that, and it, and it will come back. And with enduro racing being probably the highest form of, like, bike racing in terms of participation I reckon yeah mm. uh, definitely around the world it's so popular yeah it's super popular <clears throat> at the bread and butter level mm. but like elite racing is just like it's not quite hitting its marks right now so I just you know wishful thinking Hope, mm. hopefully that'll come back downhill's always going to be the F1 um, the brands are always going to want the brand recognition and perception of being the best the fastest you know, mm. uh, that there's always going to be value there. And I think that's what sells bikes as well. Yeah, you like win on winning, Sunday, sell on Monday, that's yeah. what they say. But you're not selling the, the downhill bike no. on, on Monday. You're yeah, selling sell, the e-bike. You're selling or, the brand. Mm. Or you're selling the trail bike. It's just, mm. Yeah, it's just the brand name yeah. and image. But who have you got for, um, who are your picks this weekend for taking the race and the overall? Richie's going to take the overall. Yeah, because he's a bit of a stone cold killer when it comes to like doing what 
needs to be done. Under pressure, he's yeah. very good. He's yeah. been in that position a lot. He's actually really fast when the stages are short. Yeah. He's just as fast when they're long. He's <laughs> <laughs> just dangerous. Yeah. And he's... But, like, everyone forgets that he was, like, junior world champ. He's probably going to kill it at Monson and I can't and wait Snowshoe. to see that. Is um, he racing those two? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, he, good, he comes, just needs someone else in that top 30, eh? Yeah, he comes from like a downhill pedigree, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dude, Snowshoe was so flat as well. Mm. Like the top and the bottom, like if you- Imagine if, if he you takes are, it out. strong and like you can put some power down. Home mm. store, man. Put the enduro sleeve on. Sorry, I interrupted. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> Richie's gonna take it. Um, I think he could take the race too, because yeah. I think the French advantage last week in Ludon Vale is probably not as strong here. No. Quite a few of the stages are new. I, th I think it's probably more open. Like, could be Jesse, could be Jack, could be Richie. Yeah, I'd like to see. Uh, I'd just like to see Moya get redemption from Ludon Vale. Yeah. Be good. Yeah, so that was rough. Go Jack. So top three. What are we going with? Top three for the, just the race. Ah, uh, the race. Uh, Jack, number one. Um. Maybe Alex, because he yeah. wants the, um, you know, he's trying going to try and put himself at the best position in case something goes wrong, so he's going to have to go ham. And we'll put Chaz in third, because uh, you've had, like, fifth, 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 heaps of them. That'd be nice to close out the season on a third. <laughs> be nicer to close out on one, but we're just going to put yeah, him to third. third. That's a nice one. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. You, you, your, your turn, and you can put yourself in your contract. Own. Yeah, no, you contract yourself, yeah. year two, just like <laughs> yeah, good little. I'm still here. Little <laughs> I think. Oof. Oh, yeah, Chaz, I mean, Chaz will beat Wax by like 0.05, but Wax will get fourth. <laughs> Works. I've been so close yeah, before, yeah, yeah. but it's good. Mm. You, when, you, when you're on the upside of it, you just got to take it because mm. you know that it's going to swing in roundabouts. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty hard to look past Moyer. Like he's fired up. He's riding well. Oh, um, he pissed off, man. Yeah, and he, you know, Super Moyer is his baby. Yeah, so. <laughs> Daddy's home. <clears throat> I'm also going to put Moyer in first, and then, oh yeah, like Rideau. Yeah, I'm going to say Richie. Richie second. Rideau in third. Mm. Rideau is just like, I was riding behind him in this e-bike race and just, we were riding blind and ripping for a couple of minutes and the lines he was doing, I wouldn't even dream about. I was, it was really? terrifying, yeah. Sick. Like he would see stuff, like be up in the grass and like inciting these things and there could just be boulders and stuff there. And it's like he was just processing things faster than everyone. I couldn't believe it. And then I went in front and I was like, oh, he's going so fast. I like, I can't back off now. So I was just risking my life for like a minute. Luckily the trail ended, so. <laughs> Live to tell it. Live to tell the tale. But yeah, Rideau in third. And then in the girls. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to see Morgan taking it because it's loamy, steep on these stages mm. around here, these first three. And the flat pedals for the win. And then obviously is a you can't really count out. And maybe like I don't know, Ella Connolly. She was mm. good last week, probably good this week. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Dean you have a I was I'll, I'll do the woman. Oh yeah. Morgan. Um She's gonna take the win in commanding fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Domination. But be so humble about it. Yeah, um, she's undercover humble. Mm, not even undercover. No, no just. Um, and then 
Uh, yeah, Issa. And then I think maybe Gloria Scuzzy because she just got a downhill podium but revved up. She's going from strength to strength. Yeah. I think Jack, Jack, wild card, Dylan DeCoco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dominique. And then we'll go, we'll go wax just so Charlie's in fourth after him. <laughs> but by a slim by margin. A slim margin. Yeah, point zero zero five. And Charlie fourth. Oh, if you're next to wax, it's always a good day. The sick thing this year is I've been able to ride with wax. True. The shit thing's not uh, Eddie and Cole I haven't been able to ride with. <laughs> we had okay. one day. Yeah. Man, like, oh, oh, I rode with yeah. you in Petra. That was mint. Mm. But like, Anwax. that was always my dream when I started. Like, you know, meeting these guys in New Zealand, I was like, oh, it's so cool. Like, and then I was always in the, not the top 30, and they were in the top 30. And it was like a dream to be able to ride around for the day and just hang out with like your mates and your idols. And then when it starts happening, you're like, whoa. Mine was the opposite. I was... Uh, you want to go down. I wanted to go back down. Yeah. Because <laughs> then when I got put in the top 30, it was like, everyone was so serious and boring. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have any friends there. But before that, I would be with... You're too good. I'd be there with the downhillers like Rat Boy and stuff. Yeah. And we'd all get crunched together. And it was so fun. <clears throat> then I got put in the top 30. Craig Evans. Like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Now, you had a good group around you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But now we do. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've got, got a really group. good group. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It and the top, it, in the top 30 last... Um, Last week, people were like talking about like, you know, going to the mountains and taking acid and shit. And I was just like, this, and we actually just looked at me and just said, man, the top 30's changed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's so good. I think it's cool. We're lucky. Oh, that's a pretty good note to top it off. We didn't yeah. discuss anything we were going to actually discuss, but it's been great. I'm happy. That was awesome. No plans. Thanks for having me. Yeah, always. Oh, I got one more question because I asked a guest a question that the last guest asked before. So Ben yeah. Catherine asked me, "What makes you happy?" What makes me happy? Yeah. Oh, right now I've just been watching ski movies, so I'm just going to have to say skiing. Ski. I just all I want to do is just go ski powder somewhere. Yeah. Like that. Because with bike racing, skiing was my main passion for so long. Mm. And then with bike racing, I haven't really done it properly for like four years. So I'm like, the itch needs to be scratched. We've got to do some scratching. Well, you can't really do it when you get home, can you? Uh, there'll be some. Well, oh, you're going oh, skiing straight away. I am. I'm going skiing straight There's away. There's not much snow, though. We're coaching like some groms for six days. We've got three two-day uh, free ride camps. We just get skiing like, like skiing. skiing. Okay. We just get thirty groms to come up. There's like five of us, my brother, a few other like pro skiers. Yeah. Um, and we just hang out with the groms and teach them about free ride. See. And like we all stay on the mountain, so you get to hang out with the groms and do like a little workshop. Perfect start yeah. to the off season. Yeah. Sick. Which has Mars. Thank you for that, Lido. As always, been a pleasure. Cheers, mate. Any final Thanks, Dinos. It's all right. We got it done. No preparation, as always. <laughs> Are we clapping. To no final out? words for me.